You're listening to a CFCC audio podcast. For news and service times, visit www.cfccnet.org. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see all you guys. If you have a bulletin, take it out. A few announcements I want to share with you. First of all, if you are a student here this morning, there is a special engage over in the Foundation Center. Um, There's breakfast for all of the students. Hope you'd make your way there um, right now. It's going to be a special time. If you'd look in the middle of your bulletin, you will see life groups today. Several groups are kicking off. There's still opportunity for you to plug in and be a part of a group. I hope that you would consider doing that. Um, In the front page, you will notice the Renew Women's Retreat, um, Ladies Retreat. There is a good group of ladies going, but they would love to have more of you sign up. I think they're going to have a fantastic time. Again, it's good to see you today. I'm so glad that you've come to worship our King, our God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence here in this place. Father, I thank you for each person who's walked through these doors. Father, I thank you for the week that is behind us and the week that is ahead of us. Father, whether it's been a challenging week or a fantastic week, we know that you're calling us to worship. You are calling us to encounter you, to give you our mind's attention, our heart's affection. Father, I pray that we would do that now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. this morning as we move into our offering time I'm just going to give thanks to the Lord for his provision in our lives you know we move about to and fro uh, without really ever contemplating the Lord's provision in our lives most days when we pray for daily bread if we pray for daily bread it's not that we really don't believe we're going to have daily bread because We have jobs and we have grocery stores and they have managers and people who buy and distribute all those things and we just go and we pick it up. But as believers in Christ, we believe that all of the provision, every good and perfect gift comes from the hand of our Father. And so that's why in every single service, before we give of our offerings, we acknowledge that. We preach it to ourselves, as John Piper was just saying, reminding ourselves of this truth. I just pray that you would turn, return to the source of every blessing in your life and trust in him. Would you pray with me before we collect our tithes and offerings? Father, again, we come to you thanking you for the blessing in our life that you are. And we don't often stop to think about all of the little ways in which you provide for us. But if we look back over 
the days and the weeks and the months and the years, Lord, we see your faithfulness in our life. And I pray that that, Lord, would cause us to take a step into the future with faith and trust that you are with us and that you are providing for us all along the way. Remind us, O oh Lord, of all of the ways in which you've blessed us. Our jobs our, or our families or our friends or, um, or our health and how you've been walking with us all along the way, Father. May we use these things and turn back to you and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. In a moment, we'll be looking really just briefly at Acts chapter 14. Um, But before we do, um, I'm going to ask Jeff to come up. Man, are you hungry or do you think I'm hungry? It's a present. Thank you, Jeff. Banana. Healthy, of course. Yes, that's all healthy. A donut. I'm sure it's a healthy donut. The kolache has protein. Mm. That looks like Shipley's kolache. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I know my there aren't any other kolaches. I know my kolaches. Actually, there are. Uh, Morning kolaches are incredible. Does anyone in this place know what morning kolaches are like? Well, you need to buy a franchise and bring it on over to this side of town. It is incredible. So we're having a breakfast next door, so I didn't know if you had eaten yet. Students have fun? Yes. Yeah. Good, good. This week hasn't been fun for you. It's not been fun. Uh, I have, have at my house been dealing with uh, fever and flu and colds and sinuses. My family are all still at home. Uh, I'm not proud to say this, but I basically slept for two days uh, this week and accomplished absolutely nothing. So, yeah, uh, I know we're not the only ones that have been sick. It's been a mess, but... Uh, we are on the mend, I think. Noah did not have a fever as of 9 o'clock this morning. so That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you've been um, struggling some this week. Yeah. Um, Jeff, for some time, like maybe a year and a half or more, you and I have been talking about something that a lot of people in this room um, do not know about. Um, is this about Kevin? It is about Kevin. <laughs> yeah. We've tried to keep it down low, but, you know, we can talk about that later. Uh, but tell yeah. us, tell everyone about what we've been talking about. All right. So um, before I came to Cypher Christian Church, I was, uh, I was living in California. It was my wife and I and our daughter, Mara, uh, who was first, like she was born uh, right before we moved here. And I was, a, I was a high school pastor at a church there. And... Um, I, I have an undergraduate degree in communications, but I wanted to, uh, there's no way to really say this other than I wanted to finally get educated, like I wanted to, to get an education. Uh, I was a pastor, so it made sense to get some theological and biblical training. Uh, and there was a Fuller Theological Seminary, had a campus in Sacramento close to where we were at. And uh, so I jumped in, like I wanted, to, I wanted to be a better high school pastor, right? Uh, I wanted to have a better base of knowledge about scripture. I'd had zero theological training. Uh, there are a lot of big theological words that are absolutely irrelevant, to be honest with you. But uh, people would use them, and I didn't know, I didn't know what they meant. And uh, 
Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to grow. I wanted to be challenged, and I wanted to be uh, a better high school pastor. So I jumped into seminary, and then I uh, got the call, and SciFair just begged and begged and begged, please come to SciFair, please come to SciFair, please come to SciFair. <laughs> and so finally, after browbeating me for a little while, I, uh, I succumbed. And um, the plan was my family would move back here, and we would take, I would take a year off from school so we could acclimate, because my wife is from California, and she'd never lived anywhere else except California. And so... Um, she had a lot to learn when we came to Texas, right? Uh, she didn't know what kolaches were. She didn't know to clap four times during the seventh inning stretch at the Astros game. Uh, she didn't know uh, what Whataburger was. I can't imagine that world. She didn't, know, uh, she didn't know a lot of stuff, right? So we were going to take a year to get acclimated here uh, and, and kind of uh, let her have that chance to open her eyes to, to what life is really like here in the great state of Texas. So... Uh, we took that year off, uh, and then I was supposed to go back to school, but, but several transitions started happening. There was, there was some transitions at CFCC, uh, but we had a son, uh, Noah, um, and our daughter, when she was born, uh, they're not here so I can say this, and I hope Noah doesn't listen to this, but uh, our daughter didn't change our lifestyle at all. Uh, Noah changed everything. <laughs> everything. So, uh, so that was a big transition. Uh, and then my wife went back to school. She, she has an undergraduate degree from Point Loma in San Diego, uh, but she wanted to be a physical therapy assistant. So she started the process for that, and she had to take some prerequisites, and then she got into the program. Uh, and so that took the bigger part of four years. Uh, and it's, it was really difficult for us. Um, it's difficult to have young children and go to school. For sure. Uh, it was really difficult for us. So we, we kind of battled through that, and we were both exhausted when she was done. Uh, so she finished, and we needed a year just to wave the white flag, uh, just take a break and breathe. And, like, both of us were home in the evenings. We could share chores. Like, it was unbelievable, right? I think this is what heaven's going to be like. But... Uh, <laughs> We took a year off, and then I, I had to finish as quick as possible. Not proud of this, but my, my three-year seminary degree took me 10 years. So uh, because of the long break in the, in the interim, uh, so I went back to school, and uh, I finished in, uh, in June. So we had another long period of just chaos, man. It's, it's really hard to have young children and, and be in school. You guys should do it, though. Like, it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> So I finished in June, and uh, um, it was, the process was incredible for me. I, I wanted to become a better student pastor. I wanted to, to grow in my faith uh, and just grow as a person, and like all of those things times 10. And I met so many amazing people and spent so much time around people that are, and you've been to graduate school, there's people in graduate school that are a whole other level of smart. So I walked away sometimes feeling dumb, but most of the time feeling like I was I was growing, but I had, through the process of the last couple of years that I was in seminary finishing up, a um, lot of conversations with coworkers, with former coworkers, with friends, with family, uh, a lot of conversations in the classroom with other pastors that were going to school, uh, and some really, really encouraging conversations with my uh, professors. Uh, through all that, um, Carissa and I began to feel the call that... Um, that we're supposed to step away from student ministry and do, yeah. and do something different. Uh, and I want to be uh, really clear about this. I just talked to the students about this. 
Uh, and so, students in here, if you didn't go to the breakfast, uh, this has nothing to do with student ministry. This has nothing to do with uh, being unhappy. This has nothing to do with any of that. Like, I, I've been involved in student ministry for uh, 20 plus years uh, in several different organizations and churches, uh, and I love students. Um, I mean that, that's genuine. Uh, this transition is going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be really, really tough. Uh, so, so it's not a, you know, it's bittersweet. Sure. Like I, I feel a very clear and strong call uh, to step away from that and maybe look for a lead pastor position or a teaching pastor position. But, but it's not because because I hate students or I hate student ministry. I mean that that's been obvious. Yeah. Um, I know whenever you stepped into this role here, um, I was very thankful for it. And I've just seen your passion for students again and again. I've also watched you with great intentionality um, do some things in student ministry to lay a foundation for the future. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, uh, the student ministry had been through a little bit of transition. And uh, uh, when I stepped in, uh, one of the first things that I I tried to, to figure out is exactly what is it that we want to do with student ministry. Um, if a student enters sixth grade and comes to engage, uh, we, what do we want them to have experience? What do we want to challenge them with before they graduate high school? And so that's where we came up with the idea of engage. And, and you guys may have heard this before. Uh, I love talking about it because I think it's important. But we teach students. Uh, everything we do points to these three things. We teach students to engage with God, which is prayer. If students graduate high school and the only thing they get out of engage is a strong prayer life and strong rhythms of prayer in their life, uh, overwhelming success. Um, the second thing is to engage with Scripture. We want them to have some kind of an idea of what's in Scripture, sure. uh, to, um, to not be afraid of it, to know, uh, like when they open it, they have some clue what's going on, just to be comfortable with it, uh, so they can take that with them when they graduate. And finally, uh, we want to teach them um, to engage with the church. Uh, I don't believe that the, the students are the, the church of the future. I believe the church of now. And I think that uh, they have so much to give. And, and I don't want students to walk away from church when they go off to college or they go in the workforce, right? There's, a, there's kind of a pattern in our society uh, and in the church world where students graduate high school and then we don't see them again until they're in their 30s and they have kids. Uh, and if that's you, that's, that's fine. But, like, we're trying to, to bridge that gap. And, uh, and we, want, we want church and being in church on Sunday morning to be one of the rhythms in their life, to be one of the patterns in their life. Uh, so we, we kind of set that, that foundational idea, um, and then we needed program to go with it. So we have our Sunday night program, which we also call Engage, just to continue to remind them of those, those three things. When I ask the students, hey, what are the three Engage things? Uh, they can name them, but not before they roll their eyes. They have to roll their eyes first. They're like, we get it. It's enough. Uh, but it's not enough. Uh, so... Um, uh, we set a, a Sunday night program that, uh, that involves uh, a little bit of teaching and then small groups where they can kind of discuss uh, what they heard uh, together. And then uh, somehow Whataburger became a part of that. Uh, very so, important part. Very important part of that. Which Whataburger is as annoying as it may be sometimes. Uh, uh, I've loved watching you guys, the parents, when you come pick up your kids. Some of you, uh, you come in and you hang out. And you don't even buy the food, which is probably not a terrible idea, but uh, <laughs> actually you should always buy the food. But, um, but you come in and I've seen parents connect and I've seen parents sit down with other people's kids and talk and 
Uh, it's just this really cool picture of community that happens there and, and just a big surprise. So, uh, so we set the, the program. Uh, I wanted to begin life groups, small groups for, for students that meet away from Sunday night. Uh, and the goal was to have four to start with, which is junior high girls, senior high girls, junior high boys, senior high uh, boys. I think I said that right. You get the picture. Um, and that's, we're there. We have, we have four of those groups. But the, but the biggest thing, uh, the biggest investment that, uh, that I've made into student ministry, uh, a church our size, let's say that we have 225 on, sure. on a Sunday, uh, a church with 225 people typically will have like a, a student pastor and then maybe three or four leaders. We have nine volunteers in our student ministry, which is amazing. And I've done student ministry forever, and I've said this in front of them. I would say it in front of my other teams of, of student volunteers at other churches. These, this is the best team I've ever had. Some of the most solid, caring, amazing people ever. Uh, we have amazing, amazing volunteers here. And we've, uh, uh, and it's, it's not me. God's, God's worked through their lives, and he's brought them. Uh, sometimes they've come to me and asked. Sometimes I've gone to them and, and uh, asked them to be a part of it. But we have amazing volunteers in the student ministry. And, um, yeah, so we're... We're in a good place. That kind of tees up the next question. You've worked with the staff. You've worked with the elders um, to prepare for this transition. Um, so what is next for student ministry? So uh, a month from today, uh, March the 3rd, will be uh, my family's last Sunday at SciFair. So we have a month left. Um, and this, uh, the, the timing of this uh, is, is crucial uh, because... Um, summer is an important time for students. Uh, that's one of the most important times for students. And the beginning of the school year is a very important time. Uh, and we're going to step away now and allow uh, some transition time for somebody hopefully to step in either at the beginning of the summer or, or uh, towards the end of the summer uh, for those transition times for the students. Um, so uh, we have... Um, we have all of the spring planned out. We have all of the summer planned out. Uh, we have dates for everything. Uh, uh, in the next month, we're going to iron out some of the details, but we're going to have Sunday nights uh, planned out to who's running, what game. Uh, all the small group questions will be written. Like Everything's going to be done so our leaders can just show up like they did before, uh, and it's just going to totally run smoothly. Um, this, so, this wouldn't work without those um, nine leaders that you talked about. No, absolutely not. Uh, and uh, so we have what we're calling the transition team, which is basically all of my leaders. They're going to help make this transition. Uh, see, I think it's going to be seamless. Uh, I know things are going to be different. Uh, it's going to be different for me too. Uh, but I think it's going to be great. I have so much confidence in our leaders. Uh, they're going to, as a team... Uh, help the students transition from uh, from this time until the next person comes in, and I really believe that whoever this next person is, and I, um, uh, not trying to be super spiritual, but I'm constantly aware that that person is out there somewhere, and right now, as we're sitting in this room talking, God is preparing that person to be here specifically, right. to have relationships and conversations specifically with our students, and that's beautiful. It's encouraging, right? Uh, and our, our leaders are going to help that transition from me uh, to this next person. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, 
It's going to be tough at first, but I think it's really going to be healthy, good, and seamless. Uh, and we've uh, we've even taken steps towards uh, finding a next person. We've sure. put together a search team. I'll yeah. let you, let so, you tell me about that. Um, for about a month now, um, Dan Ferrier is the search team lead, and um, two student um, ministry workers uh, Michaela Drake and Joey Newman are on that team. And um, it's been excited to see momentum building. Jason Velasquez is on that team. Edie Hanrads is on that team. And um, I, it's exciting to me to see Jeff's actual excitement on how well things are taking off. And so um, we really need to be praying for the transition team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be praying for the search team. And um, just as you said, um, God knows the person who will be the next student minister here at CFCC. And you didn't say it. God knows exactly what Jeff will be doing and where Jeff and his family will be serving yeah. uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the ministry, but say a little more about what's next for your family. Um, yes, we, uh, we're excited. My, both of my kids know, like this has not been a secret to them, and we've kept them in the loop. Uh, they've done a great job of keeping it quiet. I'm so proud of them. Uh, but um, uh, we're excited. Like, we, we really see this as an adventure, and I don't believe that God's going to call me away from something just to leave me hanging. Like, something, something's going to come through. But I want to share with you, uh, uh, and I've, if you've been to any of my parent meetings, you've probably heard about this, and so you'll roll your eyes like the kids do when I tell the same story twice. Uh, but for my wife and my 10th anniversary, uh, we did something really romantic, and there's a point to this. Uh, we went to watch Astros play off baseball downtown. <laughs> and... Um, so we got a hotel downtown, and we watched the, the Astros just mercilessly beat the Red Sox in 2017. And then uh, we actually went out to eat, uh, so nerdy, with like a journal and a pen, and we started talking and sharing ideas. And the, like the point of this conversation was, um, and it sounds so terrible and a little bit morbid, but at the time, my daughter was eight, and we're like, we have 10 more years with her at home. Uh, I'm hoping for more like 20 or 25 with my daughter. But um, uh, in these next 10 years, what are the things we don't want to miss the opportunity to do, uh, to see, uh, to experience together, uh, places to go? And we started making this huge list. And guys, it had like, Carissa wants to take him to Hawaii. I'm not really a beach guy, but... uh, I want to take them backpacking on the Appalachian Trail. We wrote both of those things down. We're like, we'll try and do both of those. We want to take them to Disney World. I want to watch a sunrise at the Grand Canyon with them. Like, we have this huge list. A giant stadium uh, concert, right? Uh, band of their choice. I'll regret that. I know I will. Uh, but, like, to, to watch them experience something that they love like that and be a part of that. So we made this huge list of all this stuff we want to do with the kids, right? And then... Uh, after making this two or three page list, uh, I'm not excited about all the stuff my wife said, by the way. I'm just going to, I've finally been able to say that out loud somewhere. But she's uh, not here, of course. She's not here. This is such a safe place. Uh, it's being recorded, though, isn't it? It so, is being recorded. Yikes. Uh, um, but towards the end of that, we were like, where, uh, where do we want to raise them? Like, is it, is it at Sci Fair? Is it in Houston? Is it, uh, like, what are, 
where do we want to be, right? And one of the things that kept coming up as we made our list, uh, we're really far away from our family. My family's in Northeast Tennessee. I see them once a year. Uh, her family is in uh, Northern California, and we see them once, maybe twice a year. Uh, and uh, we have family here, like in SciFair, uh, but like we really want them to know their cousins, to know their aunts and uncles, to really know their uh, their grandparents. Our kids grow up so much in a year, and you know we get out of the van in Tennessee, and my mom's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe how much you've grown!" And then I roll my eyes, like I've heard that, uh, but it's true. And so we. Um, uh, just kind of God placing this on our heart. I don't think this is us just being selfish and telling God this is what we want to do. Uh, I really think this is, is God putting this on our hearts. We want to be closer to family. So we're, uh, we've kind of drawn some geographic circles around uh, Northern California. We've drawn some around uh, Northeast Tennessee. Uh, we wanted to be somewhere where they could experience seasons. We wanted to be somewhere uh, closer to mountains. That was important to actually to both of us. Uh, so we are, we're looking for a position in one of those places. If God calls us to Colorado, that's all right. I knew that was coming. <laughs> if you have to uh, suffer for Jesus in yeah. Colorado. Uh, so um, uh, we don't know exactly where we're going to go. I, I have had conversations with other churches. Um, there's nothing that's, uh, that's a done deal at all. Um, so, so on March 3rd or 4th, 3rd or 4th, 3rd, Probably. I don't know. So 4th is Monday, yeah. So on March 4th when I wake up, uh, it's like this whole wide world. And we're going we're gonna to figure out where God wants us to be in it. Uh, and SciFair has been <laughs> extremely generous uh, and has given, uh, given us a three-month sabbatical. Sure. Uh, so we're going to be taken care of through the end of May. Um, and so I'll be packing the house a little bit. I'll obviously be job hunting. Uh, but I'm really going to take advantage of it. I have a stack of books that I'm going to be reading. Uh, there's a, a pastor who's also one of my professors at Fuller that I'm going to be meeting with uh, pretty regularly uh, just to bounce ideas off of. And uh, he's going to be spending some time with me and encouraging me, which is going to be good. Uh, I'm going to go see some friends uh, here in Houston and spend time with some, uh, some people that, uh, that have poured into me in the past. And uh, it's really, it's going to be a time of, of seeking, seeking what God has for us. Uh, and it sounds crazy, right? Like, we don't know where we're going to go, uh, but the timing is right. Like, the timing is right for SciFair to have the right person in, in place at the right time. Uh, and I've, I've been wrong about things before on a couple of occasions. Uh, <laughs> once or twice. Once or twice. Uh, but guys, I believe wholeheartedly that he's going to take care of us. Uh, this isn't just... Uh, irresponsible stupidity like we really know that God has a plan for us and, and we're starting to see some of it unfold and the first part of that plan is to, to be still, know that he is God to trust him yeah. uh, and we'll be, we'll be seeking his voice through scripture and prayer and through meeting with these people and uh, we're really going uh, to take advantage of the, the time of the sabbatical uh, yeah there's no doubt um, you've impacted my life. You've impacted, um, I, I just saw Kevin. You've impacted Kevin's life incredibly, right? Whatever. Uh, but um, <laughs> you've impacted all of our lives. Yeah. And um, we will be praying for you. Is that, that right? That.
I really, I do covet those prayers. And uh, I don't mean to throw you a curveball. There's, sure. uh, there's one thing I'd really like to see happen before I leave SciFair. Um, I think it's fair and I think it's right. It uh, is. It should have happened a long time ago. On I've been March praying 3rd, for this moment. I have too. On March 3rd, on my last Sunday, I'm not talking about like a big group thing. I'm talking about a one-on-one hug from Kevin in front of everyone. Right there. Yes. Yes. It's time. It's time. (laughs) You got a month, buddy. It's happening, Kevin. Quit saying it's not happening. It's happening. Right here. Eat your breakfast. I don't know if you were here last week, but uh, John Harden, uh, he said these words. He was talking about the church at Antioch sending out their best and um, sending out their best to expand God's kingdom. And when we sit back and look at how God works, um, it doesn't always make total sense. In fact, often uh, it does not make um, total sense. But um, John said these words. He had no idea what was going to happen today. But he said, setbacks, setbacks are not setbacks for him. There's no such thing as a setback for God. No such thing. Isaiah 55, 11 um, says these words. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, it just reminds me. It reminds me of some very, very simple principles. And and just look up here on the screen. Um, God is never surprised. Do you agree with me on that? He's never surprised. He is never caught off guard. Never, ever. He is never behind in the game, regardless the score. He's God. He is God. God is in control. You know, Jeff couldn't take this step that he's talking about taking unless he believed God is in control. Um, We, we could not have confidence. The search team could not have confidence. The transition team could not have confidence if we did not believe that God is in control. You know, I think I'm, I'm just going to stay off of the passage in Acts, but you read it for yourself, you know, and, and it goes back to this um, whole concept, setbacks do not set him back, and the fact that God's ways are not our ways, because the Apostle Paul's ministry, he and Barnabas are ministering, their ministry is thriving, 
but Jewish leaders get jealous and they stone Paul and leave him for dead. And yet the believers gather around him, raise him up, and the next day he leaves town to speak God's word again. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not the way I would write the story. I wouldn't write the story about Paul getting stoned and left for dead. God's ways are not my ways. God's thoughts are not my thoughts. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are God's ways, his thoughts, higher than ours. You know, there's another verse that I think we'll just close with. It's a verse that many, many, many of you, maybe it's one of your favorite verses, Jeremiah 29, 11. Many of you could quote this verse, maybe in a different way, but, but could quote this verse for, I know the plans I have for you, God says. I know the plans I have for you, God says. Again, I just want to say his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And I'll just say his plans are often not our plans. But look at this next phrase. Plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. God works when we're not in control. God works when we're weak. Paul says, when I am weak, he is strong. You know, we all have a choice. I better move this because communion's coming. I don't want someone to get confused. We have a choice as to whether we're going to join God in what he's doing. We all have that choice. In fact, we have that choice every single week. Will you, will I, will CFCC join God in what he's doing? I think the first basic step to joining God in what he's doing is saying um, these simple words, God, go ahead and say it. God, I believe you are in control. Say it again. God, I believe you are in control. You see, that changes everything if you believe that. And I do mean everything. As those preparing communion come forward, I want to remind you of a time in the disciples' lives when they were questioning whether God was in control. Their king, their Messiah, their deliverer was hanging on a cross and he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? I figured the disciples were questioning whether God was in control. You see, Christ is our ruling, reigning king. But on that day, 
He was a suffering servant. He left heaven's throne to become a servant, to serve us through death. He paid a price that no one in this room could pay. He paid a ransom for our freedom. We accept the life God has for us by grace through faith. I encourage you to come to the table of grace today and celebrate the life we have in Christ and celebrate the fact that God is in control. Our prayer partners will be up front. Our prayer partners will be in back. Maybe you're going through a time in your life when you have been shaken to the core and you're tempted to question whether God's in control. Tempted. I encourage you to pray with one of our partners. Pray. Acknowledge that God is the God who is faithful, who walks with us, who is indeed in control. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the price that was paid that we might have life. Father, we thank you for Christ who came and lived among us He took up human form. He was full of grace and truth. Father, we thank you for his perfect life lived in a real body. We celebrate that body through this bread today. Father, we thank you for the fact that he was willing to give his life. No one took his life. He gave his life for us. And we celebrate his sacrifice in this cup that represents his blood. Father, we celebrate life through Jesus today. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Please come. This Friday, we have a huge team leaving for Kenya. If you are on that team, team of 20 people, I'm going to ask you to come forward at this time um, so we can pray for you guys. If you're an elder or serve on staff, if you would come forward as well um, and pray over them today. What an awesome team. Jackie said she's standing in for Damon. We will let her do that. Try it. Will, why don't you pray over this group? Heavenly Father, just thank you for this amazing group. Um, It's your will that will be done. Um, We are your feet. We are your hands. And we've given up our hearts. Be with this amazing group. Devil's working in him. He's trying to challenge him and question this this upcoming trip, Heavenly Father. Just put your hand upon him. 
just reach out, anoint this amazing family, this um, CFCC group, and be with them. Be with Babadogo, be with the children that they're going to touch. And we know that you'll touch each one of these members. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. 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 Remember this week, as we walk out of this place, God is in control. Thank you.